<laughs> we are live. We are with Lindsay, and I'm gonna probably butcher your last name. Share her. Shearer, yes, close. Yeah. Uh, she is a Pinterest guru. Um, we are going to be streaming live today in the Gold, Platinum, and the Ad Buyers group. Um, I'm going to just make sure that we are live in all of the groups, and then we'll get going. Hey, what's up, everybody? And we'll just wait for a couple people to come in. All right, so we're good in platinum. Uh, Facebook ad buyers. Let's see. I got to go in and actually find the posts and start them all. It's kind of a process. So. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. Right. And we'll look for some people to get in there. We already got a bunch of people coming into platinum. Awesome. What's up, everybody? Welcome. So I'm kind of interested for this one because. Pinterest is really a forgotten about channel, to be honest. I mean, I know a lot of people hit Google, Facebook, Snapchat starting to become a bigger thing, but Pinterest is kind of one of the, one of those ones that's just kind of left out there on the side. I kind of feel like that most people don't really think about, mm -hmm. in my opinion. So it'll be a it should be a fun one. Yes, and with all the volatility that's going on with the political stuff and everything's getting expensive on Facebook and all the bans that are happening right now with Q4 and yep. all the, that everybody's like, hey, what's going on with Pinterest? I need help. Right. <laughs> I want to diversify. Yes. So why don't you tell us um, a little bit about yourself sure. and kind of go into your experience and kind of tell us um, why you're, you know, why you, why you're a Pinterest expert, I guess, like, you know, tell, sell us on you, sell us and tell <laughs> us, you know, we, I've seen your work. I know Tim, we've seen your stuff. That's why you're on here. But for all the people that are listening, kind of tell us, um, you know, why you're the Pinterest God, I guess. Goddess. <laughs> Sorry. Goddess. Um, yeah. So my way back background is mergers and acquisitions. And so okay. I was doing a lot of licensing deals, a lot of uh, getting, companies ready for sale or mergers, et cetera, taking things IPO. And so that's how I fell in love with digital marketing because you need to scale fast. You got to get really good numbers and metrics and get everything ready for investors. And so that's one of the great things that's so wonderful about digital marketing is you can get all that data that you need much quicker than any other platforms. And so then I got into agency work. I've run different brick and mortar businesses of my own. I've tried a lot of different info product sales and things like that on my own, like courses and things over the years. And then I got into more agency work on the SEO side, a lot of organic traffic, and then started merging with paid traffic and doing more Facebook ads and Google ads and stuff like that. And, but I love, I'm very creative. And so Pinterest is like this perfect uh, melding for me of being able to do the creatives, the writing, the ranking. I love SEO. I spend a lot of time melding together uh, a strategy to work on traffic generation organically through SEO, mixing together that with the paid ads and driving traffic for Pinterest, et cetera. So it's been a very fun journey. And over the last four years, it's Pinterest has really started picking up for e-com clients and they just went IPO earlier this year. So they're definitely significantly invested in their ads platform and really trying to make it work better. Mm -hmm. um, but I would say that it's, 
in more of the beginning stages, which is actually good because traffic is cheaper. Um, the buying behavior, we'll talk about that is very different, but if you can get kind of an understanding and wrap your head around it, it's an amazing platform. There's really nothing else like it. So it's fun and very underutilized, like you were saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, yes it is. Um, I can already see that. Uh, we actually launched, used to run Pinterest a couple years back and we actually got a, like I was telling you before we got on, a brand that we just started up with Pinterest again. And we're already seeing, we haven't scaled though we have on Facebook, but we're already seeing CPAs cheaper yeah. than Facebook. So um, hopefully not everybody runs a Pinterest and inflates our CPA. <laughs> I know. I've been telling everybody for the last like year before they announced that they were going to do the IPO. I was like, you guys, organic, get on organic Pinterest because just like when Facebook went public and all that stuff, the prices are going to start increasing and they're going to get less organic reach. So mm -hmm. I keep telling everyone like, hustle your organic right now so that you can still collect all these really cheap visibility. Yep. Is there crazy? <laughs> when you're saying SEO, you're talking SEO specifically to Pinterest, yeah. not. No. Um, so with blogging, like SEO, just your normal sites, WordPress okay. sites, I do actually mainly e-com SEO for e-com. So just ranking your actual site in Google. And so I kind of create this ecosystem where it's working together with the keywords from Pinterest and the keywords from Google because the buying behavior is similar. And so you want to kind of mold and mesh these things together. And that's how I fell in love with Pinterest in the first place was like five years ago with my SEO strategies for myself and my clients. Mm -hmm. I started noticing that my images were ranking on the first page in Google. And so I'm like, uh, what is this? My Pinterest images. So I'm like, what is this? What's going on with Pinterest? It's that I'm just using to plan to buy stuff. And I've never even thought about it for business. Right. So I really fell in love with it over the course of my SEO, you know, ranking brands journey too. So okay. like, dude, if you're going to rank a brand, you may as well use Pinterest too. The organic is just so high, the reach. Sure. So, yeah, let's schedule a second now. So I do a lot of, I don't know if you know this, but that's yeah. how I got started off. I do a lot, a lot in e-com SEO and a lot in just generic SEO. So let's schedule a SEO yes. chat in a couple weeks. Absolutely. I'm addicted to SEO. It's so amazing. Like what, what it can do really once you figure it out, it's like, and most e-com brands are not using it no. efficiently. Nope. So I'm like, once the brands that we are doing it, they're just like, oh my God, rank all our sites. Right. Most people think most, just real quick before we get into the pictures, most people think it's, it's not like you can just. It's a 401k investment. So I always tell people, yeah, it, really is. You know, it you know, you put some e-com brands when they're in, you know, I got one brand working through now. They've probably put over a hundred thousand dollars into SEO, and they're still not ranked spot one on on big terms because it's so competitive. They compete with such big retailers. Um, but his traffic's up. You know, his sales yeah. are up. It's just, it's one of those things where the return. You know, it's kind of like your your trend lines of your spend and your return go like this and eventually they're going to cross. Yeah. And your spend it, starts flatten and then it goes up. So. Exactly. I ranked a brand for like 18 months and they are now just like killing it and they own five or six other brands and they're like, Oh my God, we want to flood you with everything. I had, we had no idea. It was like every month trying to convince them like, Hey, you guys just keep going. Believe me, yep. just trust me. It's like a year and a half worth of convincing. And now they're like $80,000 a month in profit just sure. from a very small link spend. It's like super worth it. Yep. Let's, uh, let's jump into Pinterest. I think we got yeah. some people in here. 
so tell us about, I guess, tell us a little bit about your Pinterest strategy. I mean, talk to us, just yeah. the overview, the high level overview, the big difference between Pinterest and Facebook, um, kind of what sure. you guys are handling for accounts, and then we'll kind of get into, into some of the more, more specifics. Yeah, so Pinterest, the buying behavior is a similar to a hybrid between Google Ads and Facebook Ads. So it's got this whole keyword element. So you're researching, but it's a very different strategy than when you're like doing long tail keywords, et cetera, for for search engines. But it has a very similar search behavior, browse behavior, content behavior, phrase match behavior to Google AdWords because it's actually a search engine. It's not really a social media platform that a lot of people think it is. It's a search mm -hmm. engine. People are going there to plan purchases. They're going there to get excited on what to buy to um, the number of people. It's 93% of people have made a purchase on Pinterest. So the buying behavior is very intentional about purchasing. Um, it's just slower. Right. So their algorithms, the attribution windows are longer. And it's similar to, it's cool because it's like Google, how many times, if you think about just your normal process of purchasing, like if you go to Google, you see something you like, but you maybe save a tab or you maybe, I send myself a million links text or whatever, but it's not like you have this visual platform of you seeing what it is that you wanna buy in the future. You're not really saving it the way that you would go back and purchase. You just keep Googling and trying. And if you Google again, maybe somebody else has your spot. Okay. So with Pinterest, it's really cool because you save, it's a visual search engine. You save these pins and you can go back later and purchase. And people, that's exactly what people are doing. It's heavily focused on women. There yeah. are more men that are coming on every day, um, but, so for women's products, this is a major question that I get asked all the time. What kind of products work the best on Pinterest? And so I wrote down a list of things that we're doing right now that are working well. So women's products, clothing, baby products, mom products, toys. Um, we have protein powders, a lot of fitness apps, kitchen tools, gardening, uh, baking, recipe books, lighting, home decor, stuff like that. Those are the main ones that I focus on with our e-com. Although I get pretty interesting results sometimes when we try new things. So it really just depends. And someone was asking in the group if it's good for local business. If you have a local business, like for example, I think the person was saying, I forget if it was like fencing maybe or something like that, creating fencing. So I would definitely check it out and try because you'll have to change your strategy a little bit because that you'll have to probably go for more of an advertorial type strategy versus just straight to sale or straight to book a call if you're driving traffic to your website. But you could definitely get a bunch of organic reach, like creating pins, like 10 reasons you need to use this type of fencing. So if you start thinking about and reframing based on the buying behavior of the platform that people are planning, they're interested, they're researching, they're getting excited about different products it's it's really unique because you get first look so before even someone googles your brand can get first exposure on pinterest so mm -hmm. there's, there's that's kind of rare so it, it's really fun and unique to keep adding in that and then of course we do retargeting etc and so i like to work it together you were asking justin about what kind of an ecosystem you know, do we create, I drive a ton of really 
affordable, targeted, ready to buy traffic to not only to our, with our Pinterest strategy, but we also then will retarget it with, you know, retarget site visits with both Google AdWords and Facebook ads. And so it's, it's really fun. You just can keep, it's the cheapest prospecting you're going to get. If you're in one of those niches, it's, it's a really good investment in prospecting for sure. Let's talk about basic stuff. So I'm in my Pinterest account right now and there's awareness campaigns, there's traffic campaigns, there's app installs, shopping, which is kind of related to basically like Google shopping, conversion campaigns and video campaigns. Um, same thing with kind of, you know, the whole, the whole premise with Facebook is kind of building up social proof, running PPE or traffic campaigns or video views, start building your social proof while running conversion campaigns and you're optimizing for um, the uh, event you specifically want. Um, and just so people know, the Pinterest pixel is basically like you have your base pixel, like what you do have Facebook, and then you can have event tab, like event tags that you would purchase on, like purchase event you put on the, you know, they call it checkout, but you basically put it where you want. Um, so it works the same way as basically you would install the Facebook pixel. Talk to us a little bit about, because obviously you have a lot of spend. Mm -hmm. you know, you're not going to run an e-com and get sales from a PPE campaign. Yeah. You know, uh, I don't almost ever run those. Right. right. <laughs> so this, you know, how you have like awareness and traffic. What mm -hmm. does a typical, what's a typical e-com setup look like for you? Yeah. So I always start with traffic. They always, if you ever talk to the reps over there at Pinterest, they'll tell you that you should do brand awareness. I never do. Um, I'm more of an aggressive marketer, even though, Pinterest is not necessarily always as aggressive of a platform. Mm -hmm. So for us, we absolutely start with traffic campaigns. I like to see certain numbers and targets before I will ever consider conversion campaigns. So you won't go straight to a conversions campaign? I have done it on some that have really large owned audiences um, that will do like, but I would, and if I can get a big enough lookalike, maybe, but really, no, I wouldn't because the buying behavior is so much different than Facebook. Um, like I said, people are planning, there's this delayed attribution factor that's coming in, the conversion window is much longer. So no, and your creatives, the biggest, the biggest thing is creatives. So for us, I run a boatload of traffic campaigns and just test out every possible thing you can imagine for audiences, for creatives, um, all of that kind of stuff, interests. And once I get a number that I feel comfortable with, then I'll consider launching conversion campaigns. If we're getting enough spend and it's it's working properly on traffic, then sometimes we won't do conversion campaigns. And there's a lot of reasons why. Um, one of them is, like I said, they just launched conversion campaigns like a few months ago. And so they're still fairly glitchy. I sometimes feel like you're basically fishing. You're trying all these different pools and hoping that maybe you're going to hit the pool with all the fish with conversions. Mm -hmm. And the thing about them is they really are on a 30 day attribution. So it doesn't make sense to change the campaigns hardly at all. So if you're not fishing in the right pool, you can spend thousands and thousands of dollars and then you're not going to figure that out for two to three weeks. Yeah. And especially as an agency owner, my clients, it's like, like I was saying with the SEO, you kind of have to just keep convincing people. You have to be patient. We will figure it out. It's going to cost a little bit of money up front to find the right pool of people. But there have been times where I've set up a conversion campaign and it goes right into the right pool and it just starts like a waterfall performance. It's like audience pockets on Facebook. 
per yes, month. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. So if you have the patience, a lot of people will fight me in the beginning to have the patience, but I'm like, hey, at least look at the traffic numbers. Look at the amount of clicks and engagement we're getting you. You cannot deny that. You cannot argue with that. I'm just feeding your retargeting on every other strategy. So um, that's absolutely our, our main goal in the beginning. And then once we hit those targeted numbers and depending on, I always tell people at least start with three to 5,000 a month in ad spend to just test it, let us test the creatives. We do all the creatives because it ends up being a nightmare if I let my clients do creatives for whatever reason. It's it's hard for them to wrap their brain around. So, and then we have to wait too long and it's already too long of an algorithm. So I like to get ads up right away, get testing, get moving, and then start optimizing. Okay. Um, so, Let's jump into a few of these questions. I actually have a really good question. This is more from my knowledge because I don't know how to do it. Shopify, <laughs> setting up a product catalog, mm -hmm. how do you do it? So here's the deal. If you do not have over 20,000 products, you cannot set up a catalog. So what? that's probably why I know they're crazy about it. So um, like the shopping feature, you can't even use the shopping, like you were asking about the different shopping campaigns, unless you have over 20,000 products, you can't use it. So you the same products and do, let's say you have a thousand products, you can just duplicate them. Um, I've never tried that. Um, I'm guessing. Yeah. I don't know why not. Um, that's a good question. I would definitely be willing to experiment. I mean, it's a lot of work just depending on if you have somebody on your team that can just do well, you can do CSV though. Right. Yeah. Yeah, obviously you'd have to create UTMs and all that stuff for everything. So if That's you're that deep into the tracking side, which I recommend that you absolutely do. Um, but yeah, so shopping campaigns, I don't do a lot of. So Pinterest is kind of designed initially. The only advertisers were like super big brands like Wayfair, you know, Pier One, brands like that that have all of these products, different types of products on their sites. Mm -hmm. So you'll see those big shopping campaigns with those guys. So I don't personally work with, I work with a lot of like mid, what I would consider like mid-level e-com that are going either from six to seven figures a month or, you know, just really trying to scale and diversify. So hmm. we don't do a ton of shopping campaigns. Not every, I, I guess most of my clients have anywhere between, I would say 500 and 3000 products maybe. So you can't even do, you can't even do like dynamic retargeting then? Not the same way as you would hope, no. Is that in there? Is that retargeting for engagement? You can do retargeting for site and business. Product, like DPA. No, not the way that you're hoping. Is that in there? Is that in there like, so I'm looking at like kind of like their, their terms or whatever under I don't does it say anything in there about twenty thousand products? No, I have um in my agency reps and so they work with me mm -hmm. on stuff and I ask a million questions a day, I swear. But yeah, no. Wow. Not than twenty thousand. So uh, can you connect that via if you're gonna do that with Shopify and they do have twenty thousand products, is there an app to connect that or because I noticed that Shopify got rid of the Pinterest channel. Mm-hmm. So what, what are you using for like, do you I'm not, I don't do a lot of shopping campaigns right now. Like I said, most of my clients have between 300 or 500 and 3000 ish products. Mm -hmm. So, but I'm 
pretty sure you can just upload it like you would a CSV and connect it to your Shopify. Um, there used to be an app. Yeah, it's gone now. They don't have it. Shopify has like gotten a little weird with their Pinterest setup. And even the, the apps that they do have for Pinterest are not very good. Even their pixel tracking apps and things like that. The yeah. pixel can be a little difficult. So for us, we actually generally recommend that you actually install the pixel inside to your inside your theme yep. on your Shopify site. And then sometimes you still have to have, you know, developer kind of tweak it a little bit and make sure because there's so many different conversion events in Pinterest. There's a lot of data. So they consider con events much different than Facebook does. So we just. Uh, check out one we didn't do anything else just because yeah we do i try and do at least add to cart because then you can see mm -hmm. like planning purchase behavior um and then of course not a lot of companies are doing e-com companies do lead gen but if they do then yep. we'll add like a an email opt-in or whatever on there lead so really gen. you don't use any because i know that like they used to have that sales channel but like we said they got rid of it so you don't use any integration into shopify and no app or anything it's just Using yeah, in the pixel that's really all you need you don't need um yeah you don't need a specific app really shopify will track it by source if you look in your somebody was asking a question about analytics um yeah so pinterest has its own set of analytics so you can see and review in there just like similar to facebook analytics it's cool though because you can see both organic and paid which is really nice mm -hmm. um and then inside Shopify, if you're using Shopify, it's pretty detailed, like the analytics, you can see where things are coming from Pinterest and the base code, because you've installed it in the theme, you'll be able to see pretty good tracking. Got it. Okay. Interesting. I will, I will play around today with the, the CSV and I'll probably just take the same products and dupe them 20,000. Yeah, you, you know, anybody about run shopping, does it, does it yield good results? Um, for some of the bigger brands, yes. A lot of them, they don't have as much uh, focus on conversion as we do. Like right. I told my clients initially, like if you're starting out, then just be patient, be excited about the traffic that we're generating for your retargeting campaigns. And within around 60 days-ish, then you can start, you know, looking towards breaking even and, and making more money with the conversion. So it's, you just gotta be a little patient, but it's worth it for the larger brands for sure. Mm -hmm. Size brand. Yeah. Let's um, so one of the questions is, can you duplicate pins into new ad sets? Yes. Um, so the biggest issue with Pinterest is if you do too many tweaks, so in a conversion campaign, I would say, no, you need to start a new campaign because it will reset the algorithm. It's very touchy. You have like very minor parameters that you can make and you don't want to make any changes in conversion campaigns until 10 days in. So because of the delayed attribution and the conversion window that, that we set up, I always, I typically do a 30, 30, 30 conversion window. So that means 30 days, you're basically getting free, almost free retargeting because it's going to keep showing that ad to the, to your people and keep looking for and searching out those conversions. Mm -hmm. And so you, it's looking for conversions and throwing out that fishing net in different places. If you make changes, it's going to reset the whole cycle from the beginning. For what is the 30, 30, 30? So like Facebook's 28, one default or seven, one. What's the extra number? So engagement, clicks and purchase. 
engagement clicks and your last time click basically like so the hundred percent click-based attribution yeah mainly it's mm -hmm. all click attribution well for the most part yeah if you hit your last conversion they're trying to help you get last click conversions so the last 30 a lot of people like for example if you try to 30 31 window it's only going to show your ads to people one time in that 30 days if you do a 30 30 30 it'll show the ad to some of the same people and new oh, people 30 times yes for 30 days so that's like the frequency of then then basically that's like a frequency control yeah yep it's a frequency control okay but if i if i see a pin Mm -hmm. I close my Pinterest app, I go and buy. Does that report view attribution to the campaign? Or no? Yeah. Well, so it's 30-day so, click, 30-day view. Yes. Good. Okay. So the only way that you're going to be able to tell last click, though, say you go to the website, um, you it will only track it for 30 days, though. So say somebody per clicks on a, your pin day mm -hmm. one, or they get served your pin day one, but they don't click on it till day 60. Yes. If you're in a 30, 30, 30 attribution window, it's only going to give you that attributed sale for 30 days. Got so it. day 60, they may purchase from you, but it, and it'll show in your ROAS and whatever, but it's not going to show in that campaign attribution window timing. Does that make yeah, sense? The one, yeah. The one like, so an example we just threw up, like I was telling you before, we just started a campaign on the 25th uh just we went straight to conversions um mm -hmm. spend 340 brought in 1700 awesome. yeah 14 sales so i mean it's 12 you know it's very very doing good yeah. for sure so what was your bidding what's the uh, point what was your bidding and what is it profitable for you what price point? uh like well usually on facebook when we're spending six figures a month we're able to hit 3x okay consistently um, this has only been up for, you know, and I don't even think this is any retargeting. Let me look. Yeah. Is it, um, what is, tell me, remind me what type of product it is. Jewelry, like luxury jewelry. Jewelry. Okay. And so what's like your price point? Average order value of 120. 120 for one product or 120 cart value? Cart, like average order value. It just depends on the level. I mean, there's products for 5,000, you know, there's product okay. 30, it's a wide array. So are you doing, how many products are you doing in your campaign? Uh, I think we have like seven or eight pins in okay. each campaign. So that's and a good question. How many, how many pins, like Facebook, we always say four to six ads. How many pins? Usually for conversion campaigns, we say you need to bid like a certain number. So say for example, you have a $30 product and you're profitable at $17, I would suggest you start your bid high, like maybe $14 CPM. Mm -hmm. And then you can inch it up or inch it back once it starts kind of delivering yep. and you start getting some sales. Um, but you, it depends on how much budget you have. You need to have 10X at least per CPM per image. So say you have, like I recommend, say if you're gonna do $100 a day, for example, and your CPM is $10, then I would only do three images. Got it, okay. Hmm. 
So, but it depends. I mean, I've had some deliver as much as five. We don't like to do any more than five. I wouldn't, mm. I wouldn't do it because it spreads the bid out too far, especially, I mean, maybe later once you start getting deliverability on your conversion campaign, um, but not initially when you're still trying to find your perfect target. And then as far as traffic is concerned, really just depends on your budget. I break everything down based on product, um, interest, keyword, whatever it is that we're going for. And I, I put a ton of creatives in there, probably more like eight to 10. Mm -hmm. And then we just do kind of like you would do Tim's bully method where you just shut off the ones eventually that are, I mean, it's way longer than one day, but right. Um, shut off the ones that are not working over time. Right. I do notice that their system is like when I click into like an app to go into an app campaign, into an aggregate, like sometimes it doesn't even load. I have to sit there and refresh. Oh, I know. They're so glitchy. I made all these funny memes. I'll share with you about how glitchy Pinterest is. It's slow. Sometimes. Mm -hmm. slow. Yeah, it seems really bad, actually. So like on this one, on this one, I, I don't like their interface either. It's yeah, it's super not cognitively. And they want to call everything a conversion, which is so confusing. It's like lead conversion, add to cart conversion, all these conversions. I'm like, no, it's not a conversion unless they purchase. <laughs> yeah, we're doing 30, 30, 30 with like a target yeah. cost of 22 bucks. Okay. Standard pacing. Um, and then optimization. Yeah, just optimizing for checkout. And it's backing out pretty good so far. Good. Yeah, you must have hit your good fishing pond round one. So that's amazing. It's definitely a gift. <laughs> I'm I'm sure a lot of it has to do with the product. I mean, I yeah. do know this stuff is a very good product. So yeah, absolutely. If you have a great product, it's easy to sell. Right. So if it's a little more obscure and we're kind of trying to work around audiences and stuff like that. Sometimes it takes longer, but typically you'll still get conversions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Let's dive in. So, Oh, so getting back, duplicating pins into new ads, that's how do we do that? Um, you basically, well, you can either switch them out or you can add in new ads, new pins in the ad set. So you can't like copy and paste it. They're, <laughs> they're like a copy and paste feature. There's a duplicate feature. There is. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, what, so we kind of went over the buying behavior, I think a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, what is the typical audience size you want to shoot for? Um, much bigger than you would think. Uh, I know with Facebook, you're looking at like a minimum of around 1 million. Um, with conversion campaigns, we do a minimum of 50 million, which is a little mind blowing. Um, and then traffic campaigns, it just depends. I allow myself a little, it, it's less for sure. Um, but it just depends on your product audience size. Sometimes we end up getting bigger ones than we had hoped and they perform better. And sometimes we get really small ones that perform better. So you kind of just got to try it, try a few things. Mm -hmm. Trial and error. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, the time frame of, well, it's, I mean, I'm, I suppose this is working because it worked right out of the gate for me, but what kind of time frame does it take for Pinterest to start working and does that have a lot like in my opinion has a lot to do with the product and the brand yeah. obviously um but talk to us a little bit about that yeah and your landing pages what type of own audiences you have 
Um, so we can create what are called act-alike audiences. They're similar to look-alike, only I think they're actually a little bit better because you're they're looking at their buying behavior, their clicking behavior, their engagement versus just, you know, if they have the same amount of income or whatever. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of nice. Um, I tell people like, if you break even in 60 days, you're doing good. And then you start getting more profitable. Um, it can take two to three weeks to start delivering enough to your audience to start getting enough engagement. Traffic will obviously be faster, um, but you really got to be patient. I tell people to kind of look at it, pretend that you're more on a monthly this is like more of a monthly, you don't want to be in there all day, every day, like you would with Facebook, you know, looking at everything and you just have to be patient. You've got to let things spend and spending a bigger budget doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get the data that you want that much faster. Right. Is it of the algorithm is just so different and how it picks things up. Yep. So I tell people like, give us 5,000 a month to start with. I'll probably only spend three of that maybe depending on what our deliverability looks like. And then once I get an idea of who's, you know, where your audience is at, then we can start scaling and duping and trying new products and, and stuff like that. So got to be patient. <laughs> right. Um, what, what kind of, so what are like the basic creatives that you see? Is there like a certain type of creative that you guys create that you see working more than others? Yeah. Very clean nice images. They need to be very obviously high resolution. I'm like of the camp that I like really bright and flashy things. Uh, it is more of a native platform and there's not as much bright and flashy stuff on there, but I personally like it and we get really good engagement. So I do really clean stuff. I make sure everything has a call to action on it. Mm -hmm. because the the text and stuff doesn't matter as much like when you think about setting up ads for facebook and people are oftentimes engaging a lot more with the copy you don't get as much it's not they changed um like end of last year they changed it, it used to be a two click um or two tap it was called where you're it, it was really native so like when you look at the pin you you click on it then you see all the information right like the description uh, whatever else, your links, all of that stuff on there, your headline, and you would see it like you would natively an organic pin. Mm -hmm. Instead, now they've switched it to a one tap. So you actually just go straight to the website landing page, whatever it is you're driving them to. And Pinterest kind of creates this unique native experience for them with that. So um, it's, it's definitely changed the way the engagement is. So, but I would say like your pin needs to look on brand. It needs to be, I like brighter stuff, <laughs> mm -hmm. but I'm creative and I always respond to the bright, you know, images that are going on Facebook. And so I would say things that are in the reddish range do better, perform better, like a light red color does well. Okay. Um, absolutely have to have a call to action and not too much text. <laughs> That was actually a question coming up long copy versus short copy. Um, all, all short. You can only do a max 160 characters. Well, that answers that question. Mm -hmm. um, what's the basic equation you guys use for somebody jumping in 
new to see success? Is there a certain type? Well, we talked about a certain type of image, talked about text. Lander. So yeah. okay. like the one I was, the one that we're doing right now, he has a very huge following on Instagram. So we're not even driving them to the website. On this first campaign we put up, we're hitting that 5X row as with going to his Instagram. Okay. Um, tell us a little bit, is it better to go direct to collection pages like on Shopify? Mm -hmm. um, what does kind of that funnel look like? It really depends on the brand. Um, if you have, so we have kind of a mixed, if you're looking at straight prospecting right out of the gate, then we do an advertorial style, almost like blog situation and mm -hmm. test that with straight to collections. Either I like to test all three straight to product, straight to collections, blog advertorial, see how people engage and respond. And then we just keep retargeting them. Okay. Mm -hmm. Of course, I would test everything, but it depends on the budget. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know that game. <laughs> yes, I do. Um, Philip had a question. I probably missed this one, but it was probably in something. Why such a large audience for conversion campaigns? I don't remember what did we say the audience size was. Fifty million. Fifty plus. million. Fifty million plus five wow. zero. That's really big. Massive. Um, okay, so remember when you set up your Pinterest account, Philip? So there were like all of these things that you can select that you like, like maybe 25 or 30 things, different interests. And they were things like women's fashion, men's fashion, accessories, home gardening, stuff like that. Their interests are not as targeted as Facebook. So you're looking at a broader audience which is why sometimes it can be harder to get conversions at first. Like I said, that fishing, you kind of got to fish in the different ponds and figure out where people are hanging out because I may get really great engagement with quotes, but that's because everybody selected quotes when they signed up for their account. Mm -hmm. Got it. Uh, do you see Pinterest being a viable option for Black Friday since Black Friday is yes. still on Pinterest? And get on in it now. <laughs> End of Q4 is the best, highest performing, especially for e-com stuff. Anything that could qualify as a gift. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we started loading up and I just did a post about it in Platinum, but we had like, mm -hmm. sure you saw it, it was like over six figures sale they did in 12 minutes. I mean, it was, it was insane. And that's oh, all yeah. the increase in spend on Facebook. You know, some of it was existing customers, but over half was like new customers that they wanted to get before Black Friday sale. Yeah, I would say now is the time. And that's why Veronica mm -hmm. kept asking me, she's like, can you hurry up? <laughs> I need you to get on here. And I was like, yeah, we need to because Q4 is num is like the best time for purchasing t time. So mm -hmm. if you need help with Black Friday, just let us know, like give me some tips on what's working and how are we targeting is working on that. So what's the percentage of women versus men on Pinterest? Um, they say it's 60, 40, but I disagree. It's more oh. like 83% women. Yeah. There's no way there's 40% yeah. on Pinterest, but well, I never use it. It's because all of a lot of new, almost 50% of new subscribers are men. So it's changing like the numbers overall but slow i think women are like a thousand percent more engaged mm -hmm. so even if a man maybe sets up a profile there's not a ton on there for him yet right 
for there's some, I mean, there's cool survival gear and like men's haircuts and cool men's clothes and some things like that. Right. That are on there, but not as many, not as many engaged. But if you have a product that's a men's product and you target women to purchase for men, you'll have to better results. Got it. Okay. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, if the pretty images are really important for ad creative, are pretty lanterns equally as important? Um, not necessarily. Really? Um, I, because I don't know, because I'm a very creative person, I always push all of my clients to have really nice brander, you know, branding images, etc. But I've seen people have crappy websites that perform really well, like because it's like there are a lot of DIYers on Pinterest. So I think there may be a little bit more forgiving mm -hmm. on having everything looking perfect. But if you have a great brand, you're going to get good engagement. If you have good I branding. Yeah, I, I would agree. I've even seen some of the shittiest websites in the world oh, and they're no and pretty. <laughs> or some ads with like misspellings or like. Oh, I know. Or like, well, part of it is like I have some, you know, advertisers from other countries or brands that are in, in other countries. And so they're, that's why I tell people we do all the creatives because if other countries or whatever, other languages are trying to do creatives, and it doesn't sound right in English and they're, you know, English is USA is the biggest market on Pinterest. It's you're setting yourself up for failure. So absolutely invest in great creatives. For sure. how, how is Pinterest globally versus USA? There are certain markets that do well, like Australia is a great one. Um, Brazil has some good stuff going on. Europe has some good stuff in the UK. A absolutely for sure though us is the best performing highest number of people that are engaged they have more money yeah. um, to spend generally or they are spending at least more money on pinterest so mm -hmm. if you know i always segment out if we're going to try other audiences in other countries etc and just see how they perform yep yeah. I, I, there's a guy that asked about india you want to run in india and want to know if you could run pinterest i went and looked and they don't even have india as a country and not all not everything is up there yep yep um doo -doo -doo -doo. let me go back to my questions i keep flip i have to flip <laughs> all these windows to find all these questions because they're dropping <laughs> in three different groups <laughs> um, yeah for sure is there certain niches that work best on pinterest More yeah i think i kind of went over that in the beginning but i'll say it again women's products clothing baby products mom products toys Fitness, uh, gifts, home decor, lighting, gardening, kitchen tools. Um, I did a subscription box for, I've done actually a few subscription boxes for, one was for like food delivery service. Uh, we're just launching one that's going to be for toys, like kids stuff. Hmm. Interesting. And some app installs. I'm working on some app install campaigns. I wasn't doing a ton before, but now... We're getting some better engagement, but I don't actually use necessarily the app install campaigns. You were asking me about that earlier. Mm -hmm. We do better driving them to kind of a different style lander that's working. How does the app install work? Have you ever, mm -hmm. have you ever done it ever? Yeah, there's like a partner that you have to use. They have in order to track your, the main thing is the pixel tracking. 
So it just depends on how their set their app is set up for conversion. So that's the main issue is just figuring out who they only have five or six trusted partners that they use mm -hmm. um, or that they will accept for app installs. So that's okay. You don't necessarily have to do an app install campaign to get an app install. But in order to go straight to this Play Store or the Apple Store, you're going to have to. Obviously. Yeah, exactly. And so there's a third party partner Got that merge them together and you can put your pixel information inside there. Hmm. I wonder how big of a pain that is actually. How about? Um, if you have a developer, it's not too bad. Hmm. I'll have to look into that a little more. Mm -hmm. Um. Okay. Back. Click around. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I know we talked about organic and paid, but let's go into a little bit about that a little bit more into detail as far as leveraging organic with a paid strategy. Mm -hmm. How do you mix the two together and how do they complement and work hand in hand? They complement each other because we use a similar keyword strategy for both. Um, mm -hmm. You're going to get, if you're doing paid advertising, you're, you're going to get some engagement organically. I tell people if you are uploading products regularly to your site, then you should just, um, there's a few apps that you can use to just go ahead and share them. Yep. Um, Shopify doesn't have the same, like if you have a WordPress site, it's easy to get the meta tag data and it'll just pull it directly to Pinterest, which is really nice, which is why I advocate for an SEO strategy. One of the reasons mm -hmm. um, and Shopify doesn't have the same thing, which is annoying. I've literally searched every app trying to figure out if there was a way to do it. Um, so you kind of have to do it more manually and it's a little bit slower. But if you're installing or adding new products to your site regularly, then go ahead and share them like you would Instagram, et cetera, on Pinterest. Mm -hmm. And real quick tip about the images again, do not share your Facebook and Pinterest or Facebook and Instagram images size wise on Pinterest. They get way less engagement. You have to resize everything. So you're looking at a two to three aspect ratio and so much higher engagement it's like ridiculous hmm. uh, actually so i was on a text stream with one of a lady she was showing one of the clients how to do like sizing for pinterest and she just opened up an instagram image used like dropbox and click and drag and took a photo of it mm -hmm. right it was an import into pinterest and it was the exact same size as a Pinterest size, a two, three, or a mm -hmm. uh, 180 by 180 or 1080 by 1080? Uh, I don't know what to say. I'll send you the video. I have it. I'll send yeah, it to I'm you. I'm interested to see. So, like, it literally, with like two, two seconds to take an Instagram post and put it into Pinterest. Yeah, I'd be curious to see it. Um, you can do, I'm just talking about like recreating the image size itself. Like, there's a, the Tailwind app, you can do both Instagram and Pinterest together as far as scheduling and sharing. Um, okay. speaking, like sizing wise, our mm -hmm. two to three ratio performs way better than a square image. And then also just a quick side note about video pins. People ask me about this all the time. Um, so video ads are not performing any better, probably worse overall than static pins. We typically stick with static pins. Um, I would say probably within 12 to 18 month that, months that will change. Mm -hmm. 
be more kind of like how Facebook was when it was starting out and there were less video and then all of a sudden there was a push to video and now everyone's doing video and live streams and you know all that stuff you obviously you don't have the same live stream feature or whatever but my guess is 12 to 18 months from now video will be much higher now everyone's doing more getting some feedback there no i was yeah i had to open this thing to see the other comments from stephen black so sorry <laughs> um so basically yeah you're saying static not video yeah, don't worry about video right now i mean you can do it if you're feeling frisky and you want to just test it out <laughs> but i would say you're going to get better performance on static so okay not um some questions from Stephen Black, the ballroom dancer. <laughs> Steven. Steven, you stole me an Amazon call, by the way. Um <laughs> I love Pinterest, huge part of the honest. Lindsay, can you talk a little bit more about how SEO plays into the planning of naming conventions at the board and the pin level? And does that differ from the organic versus the paid side? Uh, yes, absolutely. We add in keywords to board and pin level on everything, including paid ads, because they're going to get picked up for organic later. You have the way that they have to be saved on the platform, even to be run as an ad, or they still have to be visible to the public. So um, it used to be, I don't know when they switched this off. I want to say like two or three months ago. It was so weird. It used to be you could have a secret board where you could save your images and then you could share those and make ads out of them. And now you can't do that. They're making it so that everything is public. Hmm. So um, I make sure that all of even our paid ad pins have a good keyword strategy on them. And then I work together a the keyword strategy for Pinterest with the keyword strategy for Google ads uh, for my SEO stuff, um, because you can get picked up, like I said before, your images from Pinterest can easily get picked up in the SEO image search, like in your Google image search. Mm -hmm. So, and that's so underutilized, like nobody's doing that right, hardly at all. So it's such a great place that you can easily add in to what you're already doing if you're blogging or getting ready to drive traffic through SEO and even Google ads, because sometimes Google ads work great with an advertorial type style funnel anyway yep so you may as well go ahead and add your pinterest images and make sure that they work together and so there's this other feature it's called rich pins and if you're sharing an image from wordpress directly from your blog to pinterest it's going to pick up like i said before those meta and alt tags mm -hmm. and so it will look so much nicer and fancier and more professional and people engage with those much more than they do if just adding a pin directly on Pinterest. What do you think about ad leaks running all of our, because we do a lot of blogs and stuff. I don't think we have a Pinterest. Um, would that, just by putting content out there, drive signups, do you think, based on digital marketing or not really? Yeah, maybe. Um, you'd have to frame it in a way that's, I mean, I do it. I do it for my Pinterest courses. I do it for my zero to one K courses, which are like super basic teaching people funnels, teaching them how to use Pinterest organically. Um, and then I have a write a book course. So I do all my info products on there. So you can, 
Absolutely. As long as you're patient, again, it's going to take you three to six months to probably start seeing realistic lead conversions, but I get some of my highest organic leads from Pinterest for sure. What app do you use to push blogs from? You may have said, and I missed it. I was, what do you use from WordPress? There's actually a plugin. There's a pin it plugin mm -hmm. on your browser or a browser extension, I should say. Yep. So I use that. Um, and then I oh. use Tailwind sometimes too to track and, and share, but it depends again, Tailwind sometimes doesn't always pick up what I mentioned, those rich pins. Got it. So there's kind of a strategy that we use to work them all together so that you're using the scheduling as well as directly pinning. Got it. So, okay. All right. Um, Steven has one more question. Mm -hmm. uh, back here. Uh, the hole in my Pinterest game is retargeting based on pin engagement. Is there a way to run cross-platform retargeting? Yes. Where traffic is ridiculous, but the full picture of paid traffic is still murky to me on the remarketing side. Absolutely. That is one of my secret weapons is retargeting engagers on other platforms. So um, you can message me, Stephen. I have a bunch of apps and stuff. Do this. Right? Drop, drop a video. Let's not put it out here since it's your secret weapon. Do you want to just drop a video <laughs> at least platinum? Yeah. I, have, um, I was going to do some more trainings with you guys and like maybe walk you through a little bit of the ads manager and some stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it's a whole, I've like try and teach people like it's not just one platform. It's you guys understand it's an ecosystem. Yeah. Like you're really multi-channeling it and working it together. Yeah. So you can try adding one thing in, but if you don't have the different elements that you need in order to capitalize it, you're going to maybe get like 10% of what you could have gotten 90%. Yeah. So that's what I try and do is give you an ecosystem that's going to keep hitting people from all these different angles. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Let's do like a, one of your, one of your mm -hmm. posts and platinum. Let's do that. Yeah, absolutely. Sooner than later for Mr. Big Black. Steve. <laughs> He's ready to go. <laughs> uh, okay. Let's see. Anything that we didn't copy that you think, um, I know we're almost running out of time here. I want to keep you over. Uh, anything that we missed that you think is like really, really important that we should go into for people that are looking to dive into Pinterest or. Um, I think we got a pretty good overview. I can go over, like I'll do a training for you guys and talk metrics and more analytics and stuff like that. It's kind of hard to do it if I'm not screen sharing. And Yeah. Well, you could have actually screen shared. I should have told you that, but um, <laughs> yeah, okay. we'll do that on the next one. I do want to do another one. Maybe we can do one in a couple weeks. Um, yeah. Just to just start diving in more. Uh, but yeah, you can screen share. So I just didn't know, like, mm -hmm. I should have talked yeah, to you. Okay. I figured we were doing a Q&A, so we don't need yeah. to do in-depth screen share <laughs> okay well i appreciate the time i will i actually will call you i'm gonna call you on facebook about something else yeah. right after this. so um <laughs> if you guys have any questions just drop them in the comments uh lindsay will get to them otherwise uh i think we are planning on doing more of like getting you more involved in doing some videos for the platinum and gold group so yeah, for sure. if you're looking to learn more uh join at least.com so all right thanks i'll give you a call Sounds good. Have a good day, y'all. Bye. Bye.